thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome today to Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We've been waiting for you. Yes. And um, I tell you what, the Word takes our life and it Amen. sets it on course yes. when we're a doer of it. Right. It's not enough to know what the Word says. Right. We need to know what the Word says, yep. but right. it doesn't stop with that. That's we're doers. Right. We're doers. <clears throat> That's where the blessing is in yeah. the doing. Um, I was saying that before we started these episodes, the Spirit of God made it really clear to me what direction to take. And when He does, He's giving us a personal prescription yes. of His Word for what our lives need. Yes. And uh, when He, because I always look to the Holy Ghost to what direction to do I go? Because he knows every need that's, that's right. represented. I don't, but he does. And so I want to give people answers for their life. And he has answers for our life. So I always look to him and he made it very clear to me of what to emphasize for these episodes. And so we're doing that. And how, how precious it is that he takes note. He takes note of what, what, what people are dealing with, what they need to hear, what they need to be fortified in. And so it's... It's our own personal prescription. Amen. Um, he pointed out to me starting in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. And um, it reads this, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Mm -hmm. This is the portion that the Spirit of God spotlighted for me. Mm -hmm. um, now, let me read to you how the Amplified translation of that statement reads. The Amplified says, surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Um, <clears throat> we many times, if we're not careful, we would only think of grief and sorrows as pertaining to e very dramatic events, mm -hmm. right. something that happened against our life, uh -huh. yes. an emergency of life that happened. But the Holy Spirit, what he wanted me to focus on for these episodes was the grief and sorrow that comes from having made wrong decisions, right. from yes. having yes. taken wrong directions right. in life, yeah. from having gotten, if I could say this, uh, mistakes of our own doing, right. not something that the enemy forced us into, right? right? Or right. forced upon us, yeah. but something we, we made a decision toward. That's right. And to live with the regret of missed steps, mm -hmm. we're redeemed from that. Yeah. I said, we're redeemed Amen. from that. Amen. He bore the grief that comes when we've missed it. Mm -hmm. That's right. He bore the sorrows of having disobeyed, yes. Yes. went a different direction. Yeah. He bore that. Yeah. 
And why is that? Because he knows we can't move forward living under a sense of shame, mm -hmm. a sense of guilt, mm -hmm. a sense of embarrassment, right. a sense of regret. Yes. God does not want us to live a life of regret. Yes. All of us w could have regrets of some sort right. to yes. some degree. Yeah. And I've heard people say, I don't regret anything in my life because I learned from it. Well, yeah, I learned from things too, but I, I wish I'd have learned by words instead of by experience. <laughs> I wish I would have just listened to somebody and learned that way rather than, um, you know, go, I, I, I'm going to see for myself because I did see for myself and, and where it ended. Um, so people who say they don't have any regrets because they learned something, I would rather just learn by listening. Learn by hearing what he says and just moving on it. And there were times I didn't. So there are regrets in that sense. But Jesus bore that. Why? Because if we live under that cloud or sense of regret, our faith will be hindered. Our faith will be held back. Our faith will not be able to be bold. Our faith will not, our hand of faith will not have a strong grip. That's right. It may loosely grab some things, yeah. but when opposition comes, it'll let go. Right. And so um, this is what he began dealing with me about. Remind the people I bore grief and sorrow yes. over their past. Yes. Not, and I'm not even referring what somebody else has done to you, yes. done against you, yes. but what we've done even against ourselves. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. And uh, because we know this, forgiveness is, is, is such a part of the faith life. Did you know yes. forgiveness is part of the faith yes. life? Forgiving others. We know that because our faith won't work without love. Faith worketh by love. Uh, love is the fuel to the vehicle of faith. And without that fuel of love in that vehicle of faith, that faith goes nowhere. And so we know that love is such a part of faith. So we understand that forgiveness is part of that love flow. Mm -hmm. And so we understand we're, we're to forgive others. Mm -hmm. yeah, Some, sometimes right. people are working on agreeing with that, but, <laughs> but that is the flow of faith is to forgive others. But many times where we miss it and we're not as mindful of is letting go of things against our own selves that we did, yeah. that we yeah. did. He bore the griefs and the sorrows and the regrets and the shame yes. and the embarrassment yes. of that. Amen. Um, we do not get past those regrets, the shame, the embarrassment by talking it out, That's right. but by laying it under the blood and letting the blood deal with it. Yes. The blood is greater than your miss. Yes. The blood Amen. is greater than your sin. The blood is greater than your wrong decisions, right. your wrong steps. Amen. It's greater. Right. And it does, it's no struggle for the blood. No. Right. The blood right. does not have a hard time cleansing that. Amen. What people have to do is let go of it out of their thought life. Right. So they don't constantly recall it. Every time we talk about what we did wrong, where we missed it, where we failed God. Every time we talk about it, we bring it from our past and put it right in our present to sabotage our future. So leave it under the blood. It's gone. Don't, don't dig it back up. <clears throat> that means this, we're authorized to not think about it anymore. How bold would you, how bold would you be living if you weren't thinking about where you did it wrong? What about even in your spiritual life? Listen, we, I, I've, I've 
read after wonderful, great men of faith. Mm -hmm. And some of them, you know, would say, I should have prayed more. I should have read my Bible more. I should have studied more. I should have spent more time with God. You know, those kinds of regrets will taint your fellowship with God today. So just live today and go forward from today as though you didn't miss it in your spiritual life yesterday. He bore the grief and the sorrow of even neglect toward our spiritual life. Because I tell you what, there's grief and sorrow over those things that we regret. We should have been more in the word or we should have taken our stand or used our authority or, you know, been a greater doer of the word. There's regrets with that. He bore those griefs and sorrows. He bore that. Why? So that you don't live today or tomorrow with any of it. Amen. We have to believe that so that when those things are recalled either by the enemy or just by our own uh-huh. undisciplined thought life. Uh-huh. An undisciplined thought life can recall that stuff. When that happens, we have to answer, Jesus bore that. Jesus, Jesus bore that. Yes. That's how you deal with that, uh-huh. is that when it tries to come back up, Jesus bore that. He carried that grief. He, he bore that grief. He carried that sorrow. I'm not carrying it anymore. I'm not carrying it in my thought life. I'm not carrying it in my conversation. I'm not carrying it in my countenance. Yes. I'm not carrying it anymore. How wonderful. Free. No more struggling. No more struggling with your past because not because we reconciled the past, it's cleansed. It's gone. We need to believe the word on that. I said we need to believe the word on that. Why? Because the blood of Jesus makes it as though we never missed it. Live your life. Once you've confessed where you missed it, we need to, we need to not be flippant. We need to confess, Father, I shouldn't have done that. I recognize I should not have done that. Once we confess it, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then we, uh, we move forward as though we never missed it. That's faith in the word. That's not being flippant toward our wrong. That's being in faith toward the word. Amen. Instead of talking about what you did wrong, talk about what the blood cleansed. And, and listen, there will be others who may try to remind you mm-hmm. of where you missed it because that's sometimes how, what people do to keep an upper hand over a situation. Just say, you know something? I recognize that that's part of my past, but that, that's part of the past Jesus cleansed. And you answer it. And, you, and I'm not saying being cocky and yelling at him, well, don't remind me of that, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, I know that, that that was part of my past, but that's the past Jesus cleansed. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, to continually talk about and rehearse the wrong things of the past mm-hmm. is to make more of your past than you make of the blood. Wow. We're to make much of the blood, yes. not much of our mistakes, yes. our sins, yes. our faults, our yes. failures. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, if there's anyone who could have lived under a sense of guilt, shame, regret, embarrassment, it would have been Paul. Paul. Why? He, he was supposedly a spiritual man. Turned out he was just religious to begin with. Meeting all the codes of the Pharisee life, meeting all the guidelines, but inwardly. Mm, off. (laughs) 
uh, mean toward Christians, imprisoning, consenting to the death of Christians and on his way to help God out by imprisoning more Christians. That was what he was thinking. Um, You can imagine how the devil would have tried Mm -hmm. to remind him. He was there when Stephen was stoned. Acts talks about Stephen, the first martyr. Mm -hmm. He was there consenting to Stephen's death. He watched a man die for believing Jesus. Watched it and was pleased Mm -hmm. to stand by and um, contribute Mm -hmm. to his death Mm -hmm. just by being present and not not stopping it. Mm -hmm. Right. No telling how many other Christians he watched die. Had a hand in Uh imprisoning them. He was on he was on the road to Damascus, gonna go do more of it. Now you think about if there's anyone whose past could have been used against him, it's Paul. That's right. And the devil would have thought, would have tried to play as an accuser of the brethren, would have tried to play into who do you think you are preaching this? Who do you think you are talking about righteousness? See, he would have played into that. But Paul had, he had revelation and he was a doer of the word. He never let his regrets and shame and embarrassment of the past, mm-hmm. keep him from going yes. into the fullness of what God yes. had for him. Amen. Turn with us, if you would, go to, go to Philippians chapter three, because this tells us how Paul treated his past. You have to know how to treat your past. Yes. I said, you have to know yes. how to treat your past yes. because your past will try to push you around. Right. That's true. Right. And uh, you, have to, you have to keep it as an inactive, <laughs> overcome right. part Amen. of existence that you're not, your past isn't pushing you around. Your past isn't coloring your thought life. Yes. Yes. Your past isn't doing your thinking for you or doing your dreaming for you. Amen. Because your past will hinder, your, hinder, hinder vision in your heart. Yeah. So Philippians chapter three, verse 13, there's so much we could read in this passage, but I'm going to keep it brief. In verse 13, Paul said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Meaning this, he's talking about Jesus apprehended me for a purpose. Now I need to apprehend that which he apprehended me for. So he says, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, he's saying there's more for me, in front of me. There's more to lay hold of. I'm not finished laying hold of everything that Jesus authored for me. But he said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting. Forgetting those things which are behind. Notice this, one thing. What did he do? I make this an emphasis. What's that tell you? This is a strategy the devil used against him, but he became skillful in his emphasis of forgetting. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. They are behind. God does not tell you to go back behind you and straighten up and clean up. Right. Everything. That's right. Now, don't misunderstand me. Sometimes there are some things that we can, if I could say this, acknowledge in a right way. Yes. Uh-huh. Say, you know what? I did that person wrong. I did that business partner wrong. 
I, I, I'm going to recognize to them, mm -hmm. repent to them. Mm -hmm. Yet that doesn't go back and undo it. I'm just acknowledging my part in yes. it. Yes. Paul acknowledged his part in wrongdoing. Right. He talked about that he persecuted Christians. Yeah. He didn't yeah. do that because he was under a cloud of guilt and shame. He did that because he, he, he recognized what God brought him out of. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. And he only acknowledged it in the sense of victory, Amen. not in the sense of condemnation right. and guilt about his past. Amen. And so he said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing, look at this, I do. Mm -hmm. No one could do it for him. Yeah. No one can forget your past for you. Right. You have to do it. You have to become skillful. How do you become skillful at forgetting your past? Pay attention to your thought life. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? Are you rehearsing and regurgitating and drawing that back up? He said, I forget those things which are behind. How could he forget them? Because he's forgiven of them. Yes. Yes. Very good. Yes. We're not authorized to forget anything until we're forgiven of it. Amen. Many times people haven't repented of stuff and they're forgetting it. And then it hinders them from moving forward. When Jesus, when God forgives, he forgets. The two go together, but you can't do the forgetting until you've repented of your wrongdoing in that. That's, that's part of spiritual maturity is you take responsibility to say, I bring that and I confess that. First John 1, 9, I confess I did that wrong. When you will take responsibility, God can help you. But when we don't take responsibility, he's got nothing to work with to bring us out of that place. Somebody else can't take responsibility in our behalf. Because what a man sows, he's going to reap. So what... What we, what we need to do when we repent, we stop that reaping process. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, um, but if someone sowed something and doesn't confess it, mm -hmm. and doesn't, mm -hmm. repent, doesn't repent, they're going to reap. There are some things that, um, well, God will help us. Even if there are some things that we've reaped from our past, God will help us. Yes. Right. He'll bless right. us yes. in, that, in that time of difficulty. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. uh, some wrong decisions that we would have made and we began reaping a harvest on that, God will help us. Amen. He will not just Amen. leave us there with our nose to the grindstone. He will help us. Yes. He will empower us yes. at those times. But if we miss it, we have to keep a tender heart towards God and stop right there and say, I repent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I repent. I dig That's up good. those words. Yeah. I, I dig up that. No, yes. no. Um, <clears throat> Paul said, I forget those things. Mm -hmm. He couldn't have forgotten them if he hadn't been cleansed from them. So he said, I forget those things. Look at this. They're behind. Mm -hmm. They're behind. behind. Leave what's behind behind. Right, right. Don't, don't carry it with you. Okay. Leave it behind. Look at this. And reaching forth. Mm -hmm. And reaching forth <clears throat> under those things which are before. Right. I don't care how you messed up in, in your life. There's always greater before you. Yes. That's right. There's Amen. always much yeah. before you. <clears throat> There's always something waiting on your reach to show up. Yes. 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 So he said, I forget those things that are behind. So... If he's going like this, he says, I forget that. What's that mean? I let go of that. 
Yeah. I take my hand off of that. Yes. Why? Because you can't reach this way going forward mm -hmm. if your hold uh -huh. is back That's here. Right. The mind can't go forward either. Amen. The spirit can't go forward. The faith can't go forward. Healing can't go forward. Yes. When everything is held on to back here and people say, I believe in God for healing, then get your, get your hand That's off. Right. Get your hand right. off of uh -huh. that which is troubling you. Right. Let go of it. So he said, I forget those things that are behind. Do you know that that's skill? Mm -hmm. yes, that is yes, skill yes. in the word. Skill with faith. Yes. Forget those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things that are before. Look at this. I press. Mm -hmm. yes. I press. Instead of something pressing on him, he was pressing. Oh, Regret, shame, embarrassment, sorrow, grief will press on you. That's yes. right. And it will hinder your ability to press in the forward direction of God's plan. Now, when he said, I press toward the mark, he's not pressing against God. He's mm -hmm. pressing against opposition that would try to stop him Amen. from going forward. Amen. Just know this, our skill of forget, forgiving ourselves, well, forgetting those things well, is part of our skill of pressing Amen. forward. Amen. All these wow. things are, are so, so important. They yes. move together. Yes. So we're so thankful that Paul showed us what he did oh, yeah. to get past the really the very <laughs> mm, guilty past yeah. he had. That's right. That's right. I, I would dare to say most Christians haven't done what he did. Right. You know. Yeah. But we know that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. When he points to your past, when he points to your faults, when he points to your failures, and it's not just a, a memory thing, it's an evil spirit right. pressing on the mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looms larger than it is. He energizes. He'll take a thought of the past and energize it. He'll push on that yeah. and it'll seem so big. Right. Yeah. And it'll seem so real to you. The blood's enough. The blood's enough to deal with that. Amen. So Paul is letting us know what, Paul, how did you handle your past? He forgot it. He forgot it. That's a spiritual skill. That's not a memory lapse. That's a spiritual skill. Amen. Because our past is worthy of one thing, forgetting. Amen. Now, <clears throat> 1 Peter chapter 2, 24. Go with me if you would. 1 Peter chapter 2, 24. This is a passage that we go to often for healing and we should. It's a foundational scripture regarding healing. But I want us to see something else in this verse also. It reads, uh, who his own self bear our sin in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin, should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Mm -hmm. Notice the three things dealt with, sin, mm -hmm. righteousness, healing. Mm -hmm. yes. Amen. Um, he bore our sin. Why? So that we could stand righteous before him. Amen. 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 Now healing's not a problem. Right. That's right. That's true. Now healing's not a struggle. Uh -huh. That's right. That's right. Why? Because we're off sin territory. We're on righteousness territory. Yes. Yes. You say, what, Pastor Nancy, what do you mean by righteousness? 
right with God. Right. Yeah. We can say it this way, as though we've done everything right. Mm-hmm. That's what righteous is, yes. as though we've done everything right. And you say, Pastor Nancy, I haven't done everything right. Nobody has, except right. Jesus. Yes. And we're not righteous because we've done everything uh-huh. right. We're righteous because he did everything right. Yes. And he credited it to us as though it was us doing everything right. That's right. That's what righteousness is. He made us righteous is what the word said. He credited his righteousness as though it was us doing it right. His blood removed, cleansed what you did wrong. It no longer exists. But I want you to see this phrase again, 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bear our sin in his own body on the tree that look at this, that we being dead to sin, we're dead to sin. Right. What's that mean? You're dead to the sin of your past. Amen. You're dead to the power of sin, meaning this, sin can't push you around That's anymore. Right. You're authorized to say, I'm not doing that anymore Amen. because I'm, you've got no more lordship over me. Right. Sin shall not lord it over you yes. is what Romans 6 says. Sin shall not lord it over you, shall not be in dominion over you anymore. Right. So it refers to that, but also we are dead to sin. Mm-hmm. We're dead to sin he tried, the enemy tries to tempt us with, but we're also dead to sin we committed in the past. Notice that I'm dead to that sin. You have to talk that when that temptation comes to be, get under that sense of guilt, shame. I'm dead to that sin. That sin is dead to me. Amen. The blood of Jesus did that. Amen. Look at this, and dead to the memory of it. Mm-hmm. I'm dead to the memory of that. You have to talk back to that because that'll try to push you around. But Paul said, this one thing I do. He had to practice doing it. That's why he said, this one thing I do. He made it an emphasis. He made it a skill of his life. Forgetting. I will not be troubled by my past, not because I'm flippant about it, but because I'm in faith about what Jesus did for me. He cleansed me. Amen. Well, I'm so thankful that the spirit of God has really spotlighted this for us. And yes, I'm going slow. Yes, I'm repeating this over and over because sometimes people are in a way of thinking and it takes a while to recognize that they've been in that way of thinking. So thank God for the word that's helping us all. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next time. And until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org.
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.